Swoosh has revolutionized the game. Swoosh is a training system that helps players learn and coaches teach perfect shot mechanics faster and more efficiently than anything else on the market. Get yours at swooshofficial.com. That's S-W-S-H official.com to get yours today and score more. Fadeaways and Fundamentals. I am your host, Andre Pirano. Today's guest, Coach Lamont Smith, joins the show. We talk hoops, life. Let's dive right in with Coach Lamont. Uh, so, welcome to Fadeaways and Fundamentals. I am your host, Andre Pirano, here with my man of the hour, Lamont Smith, with Lamont Smith basketball academy coach how are you today i'm doing great i'm doing great i appreciate you having me well thank you for taking my phone call um can you give us a little insight on your program that you have right now yeah i have a basketball academy we started a couple years ago um that stretches from san diego up to newport beach um we service um anywhere from junior high school players all the way up to nba players we do player development we also have club teams, uh, and it's been a, just a, an outstanding way to us to kind of give back and continue to try to help grow the game. Nice. Okay, so why why did you get into that a couple of years ago? If you if I can ask you that. Yeah, you know what? Um, we, um, we we stepped away from coaching. We were at the University of Texas El Paso um, with Rodney Terry there. Um, my daughters were uh, getting ready to be uh, freshmen and so- freshmen freshmen in high school. And, uh, and they were still living in San Diego. As I took the job, we didn't sell our house until late. Um, when I took the job there at El, El Paso, we thought the transition was going to be a little bit quicker. And my daughters uh, obviously love Southern California and had sacrificed so much for me in this journey of basketball when I was a Division One coach. And so I said, hey, you know what? Let me get my butt back here. It was really hard on our family. Let me get my butt back here to, to California. And I wanted to stay around the game. And, and um, I wasn't sure what capacity – that I wanted to stay around the game, but uh, I think coaching has always been, uh, you know, my calling, uh, so to say. And so I, I said, Hey, you know what? Uh, let me, let me try this out. We started it out very organically. We just started working with a program out in Orange County. Uh, and then that turned into doing my own stuff um, from a player development standpoint, which then turned into, um, doing some club teams for, for youth, for youth players. And, and uh, as well as we continue to do uh, lots of training uh, in the off season for professional guys and college guys, and and uh, we're we're touching a little bit of everybody. Great, I love it. So transitioning um, from what you're doing now to college, like okay, obviously you're at the highest point of coaching the college level, you know, coaching the D one, um, and I understand that coaches, whether they're from high school or from the college level, um, they kind of state that they dislike the club level. Um, they say that, you know, obviously uh, kids are creating bad habits, uh, bad choices. Um, but I, I feel that there's a balance. I, I do feel that there are tendencies that you can unfortunately fall in those cracks of those programs that you might get to big-headed and you might be too wrapped up into the social media and the overtime and the highlights which is a lot of bs anyways 
Um, but there are the programs that actually teach the real true grassroots where you you're moving the ball, you know, you're setting picks, you're you're calling, you're you're talking on defense. How do you feel about that? That the coaches that do bash it, whether they're on the D one uh, level or on the high school level. Yeah, I mean, I think there's obviously, you know, any time that um, you're in an area uh, uh, and you're doing uh, work, I think there's going to always be the naysayers of, hey, you know, this is bad, this is this. But, um, you know, I've been on both sides of it now, and um, I think certainly there's some there's some pros and cons on both sides. But I think that there's good, there's good youth coaches coaching good things too. Um, I think that the hardest thing to me in youth sports is – um, or at least I can speak for myself is just, you know, you, you don't get them every day. You know, you, you have a youth program and, and you're probably maxing out anywhere from two to two to three days. Um, if you're an elite youth program that, that has, you know, you know, high, high, high level players that only play one sport, um, maybe you're getting them four times. And so that's what makes it difficult is just um, try to build, you know, build a team with within two days out of the week for two hours. You know, we're talking about four hours. And as we know, anybody who's coached um, at any sort of level, you know, it, it takes quite a bit of time to build continuity and chemistry uh, on the floor uh, and things of that sort. OK, I, I, I get that. How does the politics play? on the high school level versus the college level. Obviously, there still is politics. You know, unfortunately, you have players um, playing over other players, whether they are good or bad. Um, sometimes it has to do with maybe the chemistry or the relationship between a director or or teammates or even the coach with the player. How, how does that play or uh, come involved into it with the politics? You know, it's hard for me to just, you know, just to pinpoint and say that because I've, I've never coached at the high school level. Okay. Um, obviously, you know, coaching Division One and coaching at the youth level, you hear all sorts of different, you know, you hear different things that are that are going on. And, you know, I, I would just say, you know, my my advice to be to parents would be just to just make sure you vet things before you, you go through that process. Now, obviously, I hope that any kid is not making a, a sole decision based on his future just around basketball. Um, because I think that would be just, I think that would not be a very smart decision. Um, but I think if you look at the totality of things, the academics, the social standpoint, how it fits your kid, but also the basketball piece uh, being a part of that and saying, hey, you know what, look, am, am, is this a school that is going to allow me to have a fair shake? Is this a coach that has a history of that? And I think that there's enough information and enough data out there that you can make a great decision. And so you maybe not put yourself in a position to where maybe some politics um, uh, could come into play with, with you know, potential uh, plan time or whatever it may be for, for your kid. Okay. Okay. Now, coaching like on the Division One level, obviously, you got to know your X's and O's. You got to know your skill sets. Um, you, you really got to know what you're doing. Um how does it differ from coaching on the youth side to coaching players that are anywhere from three-star to five-star athletes? You know what? I, I think um, I laugh and people probably think I'm, I'm full of crap when I tell them this, but I think really becoming a youth coach, and again, I don't, I don't, I, I, I got the best of both worlds, I should say, because I get a chance to still work with college guys, high school guys, division one players, and, and, and also professionals. But I really believe coaching youth has allowed me to become a better coach 
And the reason why I say that is, is that you have to really make sure that what you're demonstrating and what you're doing, your articulation between your points and what you're trying to get accomplished is very, um, uh, very precise, very to the point. Um, as we all know, you know, players that are 12 to 14, they have a very short attention span. Absolutely. And so you can't go into this long-winded explanation of how to defend a ball screen and how you're tagging and all, and all sorts of things. So you have to be able to, to hit your points and get in and get out. Um, and also, I think from a component of, you know, as you're putting together practice plans and different things, I think when you when you coach at a, at a higher level, um, you can have some guys on the side that are, you know, maybe not participating as much um, in, in that particular drill. But when you coach at the youth level, you have to make sure everybody's involved because little Johnny or, or little Sally could be running on the side doing any sort of things if, if they're not involved. And so um, I think it's really helped me uh, tremendously. Um, I think also um, just how you how you approach coaching, you know, what's your style? You know, are you a guy that, you know, is a screamer and yeller and, want to, and you know, you want to get after guys? And I don't think you can do that um, with youth basketball. Um, I think you have to be make sure that, you know, your points are being hit and, and, and you're firm, but you're at the same time, your understanding of their, their, their ability to uh, comprehend what you're trying to get accomplished. Okay. I like that. Um, I do like the fact uh, a good friend of mine, Cody Topper, um, dropped some knowledge on me and he said that he learned from, um, Mr. Popovich himself. Um, you got 0.5 seconds to rip and dribble the basketball, uh, shoot, or pass. So I try to preach that day in and day out in practice and in games. Um, I try to tell my, my players, um, if, if we are attacking in that 0.5 seconds, you need the minimal amount of dribbles to create space and either to get down the lane and finish one or to create enough space to where you get that shot off and not over dribble. Do you preach that? Because I know being in the college level, you want minimum dribbles. Yeah, I think that we have a, 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 a real epidemic in our game right now in terms of the over dribble, over usage. And then this, again, this is my opinion. And I think what happens is, is that when you play high school basketball and college basketball, the rules are different from the NBA, um, where guys can sit on the help side in college and high school. Um, in the NBA, you, you don't have that rule. Um, I think also what kids see is they see James Harden. They see Kyrie Irving patting the ball, you know, seven, eight, 10, 12 times. And so therefore they think that they have to do that and can do that to be successful. And that's really not the high school or college game. Um, you, if you watch the high school or college game, you're getting two to three max dribbles before you have to go make a play. And so I, I try to, again, prepare our kids, our young men, for what they're going to see next. And unfortunately, I don't have any guys, or, or fortunately or unfortunately, I don't have any guys who are going to be going straight from junior high to the NBA or to college or, or any guys from high school that are going straight to the NBA. And so their next step is high school basketball. And from their high school basketball, their next step is if they're, if they're fortunate enough and blessed enough and talented enough, they can get to college. And so we try to iterate the things that they'll see at the next level. And I 100% agree with coach Topper and coach Popovich that 
that ball's got to move. You, you've got to be able to, to be efficient with your dribbles and be able to get to spaces with one or two or three dribbles max. And if not, you got to get off the ball. Yeah. Um, no, nobody, you know, nobody wants to play with a ball stopper guy who's just continually holding the ball and things of that sort. We got to get the ball moved and we got to, we got to make plays for others as well as making plays for ourselves. but making plays for ourselves, We can be efficient with, with two to three dribbles. Oh, I love it. Yeah, me too. Um, one thing that I, I love that I also got from a good friend, Cody Topper was the fact of the person that let's say you drive and kick. And then as I caught, I swung it again. And then that created what I would call another guy to drive and maybe one guy cut and he passed and that guy got the layup. Okay, well, the guy that passed it, the guy that I passed it to and drove, took the one dribble and, and did the bounce pass for the guy to either uh, lay it up or dunk it. Um, he got the assist. But little Johnny that swung that ball, that extra pass before that happened, I called that a hockey assist, right? Because really that would not have happened if you weren't being unselfish, right? You were being unselfish. That's why you swung that ball as fast as you can. Um, so I like to praise those guys that give out those hockey assists. I'm always screaming and yelling at that. No doubt. I think that's, you know, I think um, you're, you're, you're teaching some incredible things for, for young guys and, and, uh, and girls. And maybe they don't understand it right now, but hopefully they will. But that's got to be celebrated. Um, the, the balls, you know, that, that we, we talk about cha- take, taking a a, uh, a good shot and then turning into a great shot. And and, uh, and 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 I had teams played this past weekend and I saw several times with our clubs that they did that. And, you know, I'm just jumping on the sideline going crazy. I'm sure parents are, are probably going, well, why aren't you celebrating Johnny who made the shot? You're celebrating Todd who, who made that extra one and uh, or made the extra extra one. And so. You know, I think that's that's the essence of good basketball, um, that ball moving and guys being able to to set other guys up, either where it be from a from a hockey assist or a hard penetrating cut or even a great screen. You know, we always talk about the screeners always open. You know, if you can get guy, if you can screen guy hard and now now the hedge guy hedges out and the other guy's still chasing him. And now that screener, that screener's open. That's good basketball, and that's stuff that our kids, that I truly believe, our kids and the game needs to continue to have guys with 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 understanding and IQ of how to play the game the right way. Absolutely, one hundred. You just said you wanted kids to learn the, to play the game the right way. Do you feel that uh, coaches, whether they're at the high school level or just on the youth level, should actually take like a certification course? in coaching because I'll be honest with you, I've seen it on on the youth side and on the high school side where unfortunately there's just some bad coaching. You know, I mean, that's like me, I'm a basketball player. I'm a, I'm a true baller at heart, you know, and I know this crap so I could call myself a, a good coach, but that doesn't, you wouldn't see me out on the football field or out on the baseball field trying to coach because I'd be doing a disservice. You, you feel me? I, I completely understand what you're saying. And you know, this is what I would say is that, you know, a course would be great. Um, but I also think that if you are going to be, um, if you, if you're going to be um, effective in any sort of walk of, of business life, whatever, then you have to spend time on your craft. When I was at the university of San Diego and other places, I always made it a point in the off season just like players to add to my bag and whether that be you know there was a there was a big time clinic that larry shy put on 
at the University of Florida. That was a, a, an invite only type of deal, and it took me two, three, four years to get in the in, in the, uh, the, the the clinic. Right. But I always made it a point to go do those things, to go seek out other high school basketball coaches, other player development guys. You know, I've spent time with Phil Beckner, who's Damian Lillard's trainer, um, and just you know, and, and going around and, and 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 making sure that hey, you know what, I don't have all the answers, but can you help me? And you'd be surprised about how much information there is out there. And so I would just challenge guys to, you know, we ask our players to, hey, get in the gym and do things, you know, extra. And as coaches, I think we have to do the same thing to continue to grow. I mean, the game is always evolving. The game is always changing. Players are always changing. And so we have to continue to add to our bag as well to become effective teachers and, uh, and, and guys who are trying to, you know, uh, uh, help the game. 100. No, absolutely. Like, like for instance, this this uh, week coming up, I'll be at I'll be up in Irvine at Jordan Lawley's, and I'll get there early, watch him practice with some of his college guys, pro guys, um, help him out, study, um, and then I'm helping him do a camp. I don't have anybody in the camp, but I'm there to seek knowledge, right? To gain something out of it, to learn. You know, uh, so yeah, you're you're absolutely right. You always have to you have to. Uh, put stuff in your own bag as a coach. So I love that you, you, you hit on that and touch that. Thank you, coach. And I would, I would challenge guys too. And again, I, I, I try to still continue to do this myself is that, you know, I, I know everybody's at a different point, but you have to invest in something. And so, Hey, if it's going to cost you a couple hundred dollars to go work down with Jordan Lolly and you don't get anything in return other than information, uh, a notepad full of things, you know, whether it be if you took one drill, two drills, terminology, whatever it may be, I would say, hey, you know, invest in yourself, invest in your kids and spend that extra money or whatever it may be in that time to go down and, 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 and again, get that development that we all need to continue to grow. Absolutely. I, I love doing it. I love working with him, Phil Handy, um, Gannon Baker, whenever I go out to Florida, like, I try to work with all these guys, Cody Topper, like uh, wherever I can go and seek knowledge from people that, you know, I love and respect and know the game very well. I'm going to be there. That's awesome. And yeah. that's, and that's how it should be, you know, and then again, is you, you've named some unbelievable coaches and, and, uh, and things of that sort. And, and, and maybe everybody, you know, maybe there's a guy in South Dakota or, you know, I don't know, Alaska who, who can't get to those guys, but I guarantee you there's some other good coaches in your area that you respect or who's won a lot of games or who are doing things the right way that you can go and pull up a chair with and sit down and, and get on a blackboard and, 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 and X and O and, and talk shop with. Absolutely. What is the best piece of advice you have gotten from one of your coaches growing up in basketball? To be yourself, you know, to be yourself. I think that, you know, we, as we continue this journey through coaching, especially in the college ranks, you, you work with different people, you know, Hey, you know, myself, I work with Lorenzo Romar and uh, Randy Bennett and Kyle Smith. And just the list goes on and on of, of, of very good coaches that I've had an opportunity to work with, even from an assistant spot to uh, other head coaches that, you know, uh, that I work for. But I think that where we can get, we can, where we can make mistakes as coaches is we could try to be somebody that we're not. You know, and I think that's that. I think you have to be authentic. I think you have to be yourself. Um, I think this it's it's completely you know 
wise of you. You know, I remember when I took took the head coaching job at USD, you know, several people said, well, hey, you work for all these really good coaches. Who do you idolize the most? Or who do you, you know, who do you mimic the most? And I think it'd be absolutely foolery of me to have just said one guy. You know, I, I'm a collage of different things that I've stolen from, you know, those guys as well as other guys that I've, I've, I've uh, worked with as assistant coaches from, you know, even, you know, GAs and different people that had great ideas. And so, you know, I just think that um, being yourself and being authentic to who you are is, is, is truly important because I think that you can't fool uh, the players that you're coaching. Oh, you man, know, I love that coach. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You know, they, they, they know. And again, you're around these guys, you know, 24 seven, especially at the collegiate level and the high school level and at the professional level. And so uh, you can't fake it. No. How, how beautiful is this? Like now that you're on the, the, um, the youth side more like taking a blank canvas, right? A kid that is nine, 10 years old, maybe even 12. They are completely raw at the game. They are a completely blank canvas and you are doing your art with them and they are molding and and outlining their canvas and then once they reach that high school level now the paint starts coming you know how how beautiful is that for you it's been tremendous man i, I tell people all the time you know i think that the beauty about youth sports as you hit on is you can see tremendous growth in a very short time yeah you know, because again, they're so green when they come in and, you know, especially if they have the right mindset and they have the right approach to what they're trying to get done. Um, it's, 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 it's really neat. And then also just, I think there's a, there's a, and I'm not saying that the collegiate level or the professional level, there isn't a, a uh, profound appreciation, but you know, when I tell little Johnny or Sally that, man, I can see the growth and then they also can see it because they're having success in practices and in games I think that they just light up and, and there's a real appreciation and it's kind of like golf, you know, where I'm not a golfer, but I hear this all the time, you know, for guys who don't play that well, but you're, you know, you're hitting balls and all of a sudden you, you hit a monster shot and then, you know, you you're, you hit another 200 balls and you don't hit another monster shot till, you, you know, your 108th ball. And, I, and so I, I say that to say where, you know, these kids, when they hear that and they see that growth, they're so excited that they keep staying at this thing and, and they keep growing more and more and more. And it's, it's really neat to see. And it's, it's really fun. Yeah, absolutely. I, I respect that. I tell my son all the time, um, you know, he, he shoots a lot and, um, like today he got up. Oh shoot. I, I want to say he only shot up like 475 shots. That's and, awesome. And, uh, and to me, I told him that wasn't enough. I said, look, son, in order to be, a tremendous shooter we got to get up anywhere from 500 to a thousand a day I said you got to understand when when I would get into a game and I was the number four guy to touch the ball because I had three guys that were six six and six seven so those three guys needed the ball before me coach said but when I tell you I stepped on that floor and I looked at that other human that was across from me I was already thinking you did not shoot more than me this week. Ain't no way you shot 5,000 shots like I shot. I said, you have to have that ego. No doubt. I think the work is the work. You know, um, you, you can't run from the work. I tell guys all the time, you know, um, you know, they, they, they're, they're so appreciative of me working with them. And, and, uh, and I tell them, I say, hey, listen, 
I'm giving you a, a canvas. I'm giving you some things that you can go home with, but you have to be out of your mind if you think that I'm going to work for, work with you for once or twice a week and I'm going to pull Jeannie out of a bottle and make you this incredible player. I don't want to hear any of this stuff that, that all of these coaches come back and say that, hey, I made this guy a pro. I made that guy a pro. I've been blessed enough to, to coach some pros in my career. And I can tell you right now, you know, one in particular that I always uses James Harden. You know, we had him at Arizona State and uh, we did not make James Harden a pro. James Harden made James Harden a pro. Right. With all the extra work that he did, we 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 showed James some, some things. We led him to the to the to the to the to the to the, to the lake to the ocean. We put we gave him some some bait and he fished. And so I tell kids all the time, you have to put the time in. It just like anything else, you know, they want to be you know these all these kids are so good in these video games, right? Well, why are you good? Well, coach, I play all the time. Exactly. So if you want to be good, you have to put the time in and you have to get in in there on your own with a buddy, with a friend, with a teammate and just put the work in. Coach, I mean, you just dropped heat. I took him to the lake, to the ocean, gave him the bait and he went fishing. Went fishing. Bro, went we went could fishing. drop the mic right now and go home. Because <laughs> that was hard. He went fishing, man. You know, we, 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 you know, we like to have this ego as coaches thinking that, you know, we, we were the reason why. And, and again, we are there helping and doing things, but all the guys that I've ever coached have been pros. They made themselves. I mean, I wasn't up at four o'clock with them some day days and, you know, getting extra shots coming back after practice at 10 o'clock. Now, Hey, if they ask, we were there, but a lot of them just, they go on their own. They grab a manager to rebound for them. They grab a buddy, a teammate, and that's what makes them great. Yeah, coach, I love that. I really, really love that. Yeah. Um, how important is like strength and conditioning? Like, I'll tell you what, I'm really proud of my son. Like, yes, I, I just told you I, I was like, hey, man, that wasn't enough today when he shot. Um, and then we got to play several games of one on one. But like before that, he went to his own strength and conditioning class for a whole hour and 20 minutes. Like, I don't know many kids that are in basketball season that are still doing that three times a week. So. I'm really proud of my son because he, he, he grinds. He really does. He does grind. No, that's awesome. I, I think it's it's very important. I think, obviously, as you know, when we played the game, I think the game is much different. Um, obviously, the athleticism, the physicality, everything is, is, is just different. Um, but I like to think of it also in a different way. I think that because the speed is is, 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 is so fast now, it's, you know, you're playing against big bodies, I think the, the strength and conditioning part is, 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 is a lot to do with injury prevention than necessarily getting to be this, you know, guy who has, you know, a 20 pack and great biceps and all of these things. I, I actually call it prehab where you ever get to rehab. You always want to be in prehab, um, taking care of your body. And I think strength and conditioning can do that. And obviously I think if you want to play at any elite level, you know, guys like Chris Paul, Steve Nash, Seth Curry, I think those guys are in elite level shape. And I think, you know, injuries come when you're not in shape. And so I think that, you know, that strength and conditioning piece is huge and being able to maintain it throughout your season, like your son is doing, I think will allow for him, you know, in the stretch of the season when it comes to March and his championship time that, you know, his body isn't as beat up as some other guys because he's, he's done a great job taking care of it. Wow. Great. Yeah. I love that. I really like that coach. Um, 
what is your leadership? In terms of what, what do you mean? Just in basketball, life. Yeah, I mean, I try to, um, I try to do a, a couple things. I try to, one, um, lead by example. I try to also make sure that I'm a truth teller. You know, I try to make sure guys understand that, you know, we all have it, even at, you know, 46 years old and had a tremendous career, do, you know, coaching and, and all of those things. But I still have guys that I count on to, to, to tell me the truth. And, hey, when I'm out of line, I'm out of pocket, you know, and being able to take that and, and be held accountable for that. Um, but I like to make sure that, you know, hey, I'm fair. Um, I like to make sure that, you know, I can understand and relate to our players. I, I think that is, is, is key. Um, and I think there's a big psychology behind coaching now. Um, I don't think you also I don't think you also have to um, be the best X and O guy all the time to be a good coach. I think it's, hey, how can I get these guys in this team to play hard and do the things that we're asking them to do, but also play together? And I think that's a that's a real, real uh, issue going on with the sports now because everybody wants it for themselves. Everybody's self-serving. You know, how, hey, did I score 20? Did I do this? Did I do that? Did I, you know, and I... I think that um, we get away from this team concept, which I think is, is critical. Now, obviously, I, I I love to coach and I love the film room and I love all of those things. And so I try to make sure that, that we're prepared on both sides. But I think the psychology behind getting guys to believe in you and believe in your system and believe in each other is just as important. No, you're absolutely right. Um, I do try to teach a lot of different concepts of the game, especially on the transition side. Um, where we could, you know, uh, we're setting ball screens, uh, where, where the guys on the, on the weak side are moving, whether they're, you know, they're relocating or, or taking each other's spaces. Um, a lot of the time I'm, I'm, that's what I'm telling them. Like, you know, there's a lot of different things we can do without running plays. We just got to play basketball the right way. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with you. You know, my club teams, and again, there's all sorts of different ways to skin a cat. You know, we have you know two or three baseline out of bounds plays, and I and I'm saying this, and this is over a course of two years. Right. We've got two or two or three baseline out of bounds plays. We've got we played a whole year where we just played concepts in motion. Right. This year we've we added three or four plays, and that's it. And and so again, I think that as coaches, sometimes we can get caught up into patterns. Hey, you got to go here. You got to screen here. Well, I think for kids to understand and 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 uh, learn how to play the game, I think it needs to be concept driven. Hey, we're going to set a pin down. If this guy locks and trails, what are we doing? Or if this guy locks and chases, what are we doing? Hey, we're going to set a pin down. If this guy shoots the gap, what are we looking for? Hey, we're going to middle ball screen. We're going to roll him. If the weak side guy is at the midline, you know, taking the role, what are we looking for? I, I think those are things that how the game is evolving and, and how I would want my kids taught the game. And so that's how I try to teach the game as well. Yes, I love that. Me too. I do the same thing. Do a lot of actions where you're doing a roll and replace. Maybe there's an Iverson cut, um, you know, and then off of that, you're, you're setting two or three other screens. Um, we try to keep the game just trying to move, just get the boys to move, you know, whether you're doing the passing cut, you know, you're filling, you're filling a gap, 
Um, you're attacking the gap. You might have to hook it here or there. Um, but that's really it. For me, I'm, I don't want to teach robotics. That's what I, I try to tell my players. Don't be a robot because that's not basketball. No. I mean, I think the term that everybody's using now is read and react. And, and I agree with you. I think that's what, you know, that's how we played at University of San Diego when I was a head coach and also different spots when I was an assistant. And, um, and that's how I believe, you know, at least on the offensive end, how the game should be taught. Right. What, what, would you, what would your best advice be when you are, you know, obviously doing some skill work or some teamwork and you're doing, I would call it, you know, like Cody always tells me, bones over cones. Because I'd rather do a lot of my drills with either myself or another of their teammate in front of them. Because I'd rather them feel and touch that other body and that connection there versus just having two cones in front of them. So I always teach bones yeah, well, over cones. How, how would you yeah. do that? I, I agree with you. I, I, I do a thing now where, and I have to explain to parents, well, you know, we do a lot of private sessions and we do a lot of group sessions. And so the parents will ask, you know, hey, well, little Johnny's coming in for a one-on-one. And, and we do do some of that. And I say, well, hey, we, 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 we will assess Johnny with a one-on-one. But after that, our, our privates are, are one to three players. And, and the reason why they're one to three players is one, obviously, if you're coming for me for a private and you're a young player, you, you obviously have a lot of things to work on. And so I could spend half the workout um, just shagging your balls. Right. And so so if we have multiple players, one, we can get two ball shooting going. We get a lot more reps. And number two is what you just said. I want to be able to put you in situations to where you have bodies that you can go against that look like your bodies and that you can be able to navigate through those type of things. And so, um, I agree, you know, I'm not a big, you know, cone guy. And I think there's some, there's some, um, there's some uh, optics around that now where, you know, kids see all of these, you know, guys and with 29 cones and combo moves and all of that. And, and, um, you know, again, as I'm watching high school and college basketball, you know, I think the game is pretty simple. I, and I don't think that you're doing those multiple combo moves um, at a high enough clip and you're getting in, and you're, 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 those those scenarios are coming up in games. I just I don't I don't see those at the games that I'm watching at this level. Right. And so let's not let's not get ourselves uh, away from what is really important. And, you know, um, catch and shoot, <laughs> um, get downhill, get to the paint, right. draw and kick. Can you stop start? Uh, and you know, I mean, it's pretty simple, right? No, it is. You're absolutely right. Um, what would be the best piece of advice you would give a player? Who? That's a lot. I mean, there's a lot to that. Um, I, I think that uh, everybody talks about the process. Hey, you know, you gotta love the process, and everybody talks about grinding. Yeah. But I don't really think everybody understands what that really means. And so what I would tell guys are is that, you know, we live in this world now where when things aren't right, we just run and go do something else. And there's very few guys who fight through the adversity that they see um, in sports now. And we see it at every level. We see it in the NBA. We see it in, in college basketball with more kids than we've ever seen in the transfer portal. And this is not just, you know, only basketball. I mean, you see it in football and other sports as well. But I would tell kids is that 
you have to embrace being uncomfortable. And the reality of it is, is that if I decide to leave La Jolla, California right now, and I pack my bags, whatever, whatever, whatever um, things that I don't love in my bags, they're still coming to me where they're still going with me wherever I go. Right. And so until I decide to make those changes and, and, and clean out my bags and be honest about that, it doesn't matter where I go. I'm going to still have those issues. And so I would just say, kids, don't run from it. There's, there's, I, I put up a post recently about a utopia of basketball. You know, I see it at the youth level, kids ch- changing 900 teams. And find a good coach. Find people that you want to be around that are teaching you the right things. Find a good program that you like the kids that are involved and stick with it. And I promise you, you'll have growth if you commit yourself to, you know, whatever amount of time that, you know, the coach says you're going, you're doing a little bit extra and you stay consistent with what you're doing. And so that's, that would be my advice to kids, you know, just, just stay in there and don't, don't run from the work. Don't run from every time there is something that doesn't go your way. I like that, man. I really, really like that coach. The bottom line is, I guess I could just simplify it and say compete. You know, you're going to compete and fight. You're going to be, there's going to be times, hey, you know what? There was a heralded freshman that came in now. Now I got to go and compete. Do I do I run from this? Oh, he's, he's going to take my spot. He's going to do that. Just compete. You know, get in the lab and get better. I love it, man. I love it. Alongside basketball, what sport has the best athletes? Wow. I mean, I think it's very hard-pressed to not say football has tremendous athletes. I mean, you see guys that – you know, come in at different positions that can run a four two and have a ninety or forty inch vertical and you know, and, and obviously I'm a Texas guy, so I'm 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 football at heart, so I'd probably say football. Okay. I, I hey I like it. I like it. Now, if you were gonna leave this earth today and you had a notepad and on that notepad you were allowed to write three words or one phrase, what would that be? Wow, that's a great question. Thank you. Re- repeat that to me again. Just give me some time. I'm buying. I'm buying myself some time. <laughs> so if you're able to, you're gonna leave this earth today. Okay, you get a notepad. You either get to write three words or one phrase on that to anyone to read. What would that be? Wow. And at the bottom, it's gonna say Lamont Smith. Wow. I don't know. I, you, you stumped me there. I don't know. I'd have to put some real thought to that because I, if I only get three, I, I got to think about that. I got to think about that phrase. Okay. You still want, I, I, want you to, I want you to come up with something. I, I, I'm going to come up with something. I'm going to come up with something for you. Let me think about that. Go to the next question and I'll, I'll, I'll promise you we'll answer that one. Okay. Uh, favorite Jordan shoe of all time. Woo. Now see you, you, now you're touching a, 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 a really crazy subject. Cause I'm a shoe collector now. Me too. Oh my goodness. Um, I would have to say the Jordan ones. Okay. And I can go high or low. I'd probably go high, but I love the lows. And I love the Jordan 4s. 
Jordan fours. Okay, okay. I, I, I'm I'm a big fan of the fours, but a bigger fan of the threes. And I thought you may say three or five. <laughs> Huge fan of the threes. I if, like, I, if you I like can, the threes too. Okay, okay. If you can, if you can go ahead and create your own dream team, who are your starting five? <sighs> Kevin Durant. Okay. Curry. Okay. That's two. LeBron James. Okay. That's three. Give me Antetokounmpo. Well, you can't use him because he's not from the United States. Oh, so only oh, you see in the dream team, just yeah, like American the guys. Team, yeah, good. That makes it that makes it easier for me. Um, well, and, and be, well, my last two are going to be be foreign guys, so uh, I'll shift it. So I got Curry, I got Braun, I've got um, I've got Durant, um, and the last two would have to be. A healthy Anthony Davis. Okay, okay. And I'm gonna just be. I'm gonna be. This is a complete bias deal right here because he's he's my guy. We, we coached him there at Arizona State. I'll, I'll I'll say James Harden. Okay, but I like James. I like James. If I wasn't gonna choose James, I would have chose Clay Thompson. I, you know what? That was one I I thought about too. I, I like the Splash Brothers now. Yeah. Okay, I love that. I love that. Okay, now let's go back to my my last question. You're leaving this earth. You have either a phrase or three words. What are they gonna be? Leave it better than you found it. Love it. Let's go. <laughs> I, I I I just I love that phrase, man. We use that in my my all my teams before we've used that, you know, with my club teams. And I, I have this thing. I just got to get this off my chest where, you know, you play in these tournaments, right? And these AAU events and, you know, you don't have much time to, to warm up. And so you sit down and there's 39,000 water bottles and Gatorade bottles. Right. And, and so our club, it's a rule that, Hey, before we get on the wood, we clean up the teams before water bottles. And then when we, when we exit after we shake hands and we meet, we clean up our water bottles. And I think that's just important. I just think, and that can be used in a lot. You know, we talk about, you know, our, our teams at San Diego. Hey, when we when we leave here, let's make sure we had our mark on this program that where we left it better than we found it. And like so that. we're always trying to raise the bar. I like that, Coach. All about it. I am all about it. Well, Coach, thank you so much for being on my show. You killed it. You dropped dimes. I loved it. Well, I appreciate you having me. Um, always great to see. You. I'm glad you uh, we, we, we got a chance to meet over there at the gym, and and uh, and uh, I know you have a uh, an admiration for the game and doing things the right way. And if I can ever be of any service to you or your son or or anything that you guys are doing, I'm all in. And and uh, let's keep growing this thing. Thank you.